Look what we have here, Carlski. Bada boom. What the hey! Biggest nerds in the room. <laughs> Official WWE Comic Con moderators since 2012. All we see are a couple of top nerds. You're listening to Mo Lightning and Balls. Watch out for the low blow. On Wrestling Audio. I'm pumped, balls. I'm pumped. And you know <laughs> why. Ah. Hey, hey, you're not pumped I, up. You're not listening to 80s inspired songs like I am. Don't you dare try to be pumped up. No, I'm not nearly as pumped as you are. Oh, no. No, I was telling you via Skype that uh, got to listen to Weezer's version of Africa and then followed that up with Burning Heart by Survivor. Oh, F, yeah, I'm ready for this show. <laughs> In the Burning Heart. <laughs> oh yeah yeah oh yeah uh which is actually funny because i think i'm dreading my my, my work day tomorrow so i'm getting out all of my i'm channeling my anxiety and frustrations into this program that we call the low blow how is that any different than every other low blow um there's more anxiety than usual oh okay yeah that makes yeah sense. it's just it's it's escalated yeah escalated i am mo he is balls thank you to everyone who came out to our panel at wizard world chicago our <laughs> apologies to anybody trying to follow along with the stream but you know blame verizon <laughs> that dangle internet yeah we yeah i had my laptop streaming us on our facebook at wrestling audio and it was uh, based off of a verizon MiFi card but yeah, that that wasn't getting much of a signal either. I mean, there was there was thousands of people in one area, so a lot of the the signal being stretched every which way, and it's unfortunate that we couldn't get further into the the live broadcast. But all the same, uh, thank you if you tuned into the stream. If you were out there, thank you, uh, especially if you're that bearded guy who really put up with a lot of crap from me. <laughs> he did. He put up with so much of your crap. Which it which I, I feel bad. I don't know if he actually listens to the podcast or not, or if he just. Uh, enjoys our panels and just keeps it at that but he eventually uh, i found out after the fact he he was telling people that our panel was the one out of the entire lineup of of four days worth of dozens of panels each day we were the one he had to attend and then i just poop all over him he did also mention and and he was not the only one in the room it was like the fifth time he had seen us at Wizard World Chicago. I don't, I don't know if I've, I've never really sat to like decide how I feel about that, but it's very humbling. It's it's very very humbling to have number one someone look forward to your panel like that, and then to continue to come back after Mo craps on them. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, it, 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 dude. If you were listening, let us know. Reach out to us. Uh, let us know and. Uh, or, or you know, let us know why you actually like our panels. Uh, you know, it's it's great to do that though. We did have a a, a couple, a decent amount of returnees uh, from mm-hmm. at least last year, if not the last couple. So it's nice to know that Chicago comes out. I believe that bribing that I do at the beginning of each panel works. I I, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> hey, whatever works. But it was a it was a great time there. Uh, I got to be back on stage for. Tommy Dreamer, Road Warrior, Animal, and Christian. Uh, first time I was on stage with a celebrity since 2016. So it's been a while, and uh, Animal was great. Tommy Dreamer told some incredible stories, in- including one of being pooped on. 
<laughs> to keep that theme going, he talked about uh, one day wrestling and it was a tag match and, and Sabu wasn't feeling the best. Oh. And Sabu was really trying to get the Sandman to, to get down to the ring a little bit quicker. Come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Maybe it was RVD, either way. Uh, he was waiting for his partner and he wasn't going fast enough. Then eventually in the ring, he's like, ah, never mind, you can take your time now. Uh-huh. And he had to wrestle the whole match with this this load in the back. And, and Tommy Dreamer said they continued on with the spots as they were supposed to, including a poopy Hearn Canrana off the top rope. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer was very revealing uh, in this panel, so I appreciate the hardcore uh, legend showing exactly how hardcore he really is. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Hey, he took a pile driver, you know, from Poopy Sabu. Uh, it's Poopy <laughs> Sabu. He said that's not exactly his favorite match he's ever wrestled. And then Christian was there. Christian was there. Christian, man, I... I want to talk so... about this because a lot of people are disappointed in me that I did not tell Captain Charisma, Christian himself, that I have named my cat of 12 years after him. I'm like, oh, you didn't tell him that? Oh, that was a lost opportunity. But I I talked to Christian. I was on stage with Christian. You interacted with Christian. Uh, he wouldn't have cared. No, man. And it's such a, dra- a drag. I don't know what you want to call it. I was so let down. Like, I guess I had this high expectation of, like, fun-loving, edging Christian show, you know, fun Christian and... I went to go pick him up before delivering him to you and like I waited for him to finish his phone call. He was like not cool with how long the panel was at a whopping 45 minutes and we were late to it. So it wasn't even 45 minutes. And I, I made sure to wrap not, up on time too. I, yeah. So, so I'm on stage and I have Christian next to me, dreamer next to him and then animal on the other side of Tommy dreamer. And Animal is really good at engaging with the crowd. Arguably the most animated, at least facially animated uh, member of the uh, of the panel there. And, and Dreamer, okay. he's kind of dry. He's kind of monotone in his delivery, but he tells great stories. Yeah. Christian, we know, can be animated. We've seen him before, the Captain Charisma, for a reason. But unless he was asked a question directly... He didn't seem to care. Like, if somebody's like, oh, this question's for all three of you. Animal would answer. Tommy Dreamer would answer. Christian, half the time, went, I don't have anything for this. And then he'd wow. go back to looking at his watch. Ugh. So I made sure to wrap things up on time. But like you, I was disappointed. Uh, it just And they tell you, don't meet your heroes. And, and I don't know if I would say Christian's a hero, but Edge and Christian, my all-time favorite tag team. And that's, that's not going to change here. But Christian... Didn't want to be there at the show, and that's and that's disappointing. That he he maybe he just had a bad weekend. Uh, maybe the table wasn't as busy as he had hoped it to be, so he wasn't signing as many autographs, taking as many pictures. I don't know, but it was still disappointing for us. Yeah, very much so. Uh, so that you know that is is unfortunate, but uh, I didn't get to work with him. But a lot of praise for Velvet Sky and Billy Gunn, who are, who did mm-hmm. a panel the day before I got there. And supposedly very interactive with their fans. Uh, they were very interactive. Uh, the fun part of that was that Enzo Amore, or real one, was supposed to be on that panel, and it didn't happen. So, 
No. Uh, it, uh, unfortunate. I mean, it's not surprising that no, Enzo wouldn't all. really want to sit in on a 45-minute wrestling panel to to hear about Cass, to hear about <laughs> his departure from WWE, yeah. to be asked about his future. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I get it. And then Kane and McFoley were added, uh, and the Nasty Boys were there as well, oh. and you Nasty Boys crashed. Did you want to tell this, this story on the air? I know we started telling this during the panel on the stream. Did you want to tell yeah, it on yeah. the air at all? We can absolutely tell it on the air. So uh, Mick Foley did a uh, – it was one of his 20 years in hell, hell in the cell retrospective, one-man shows. Uh, it was a Thursday night. It was very, very short notice. I think it was announced the day before that even Mick was coming. It was free, uh, which I know Mick normally charges for that. It was lo- low attendance. It, it, it was what it was. I did not realize when we decided to do this that Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler – we're also hosting a special event in the same city at the same time. So, <laughs> oops. Yeah, oops. Had I realized that, I probably would have told my higher ups that McFoley doing that event would have, was a bad idea. Um, but I didn't. So, McFoley's on stage. He's doing his whole shtick, telling stories. He's engaging with the crowd that's there. What the crowd doesn't know is that Kane has snuck in the back and Kane is sitting in the back row and Mick Foley is building all of these stories to the reveal that Kane is behind them. So, you know, he's telling all these stories and, and things with the undertaker and hell in the cell and all the things that Kane has to do with and, and to before he can bring him up on stage and kind of, you know, get his perspective of and everything as well, which would have been awesome for the audience because Mick Foley and Kane did not do panels at this show mm-hmm. Kane's in the back Mick is talking in bust the nasty boys in full full nasty boys gear I never saw them out of nasty boys I don't know that they are ever not the nasty boys that's so, that's their wardrobe that's their attire man oh I'm not talking attire I'm talking attitude um the way they talk the way they act different story but I saw them throwing things across the hotel bar on Sunday night after uh, after teardown so the nasty boys come busting in the back door of this thing and they start yelling, why is the mayor back here? Why is the mayor? You got the mayor here. And Mick Foley's like, no, you idiots. There was a surprise. <laughs> and then so Mick's like angry, but eventually all four of them get on stage or the nasty boys were more before Kane and Foley. Like, so their stories don't really. If you're looking for like attitude era stories, the Nasty Boys aren't really that that era. So they were okay, but they but they were definitely full Nasty Boys, and they weren't really appropriate. Mick and Kane, like there were kids there, so they were like keeping it still PG. The Nasties didn't give a crap at all, <laughs> and I don't know that I'd ever really want to work with the Nasty Boys again, but I don't know. But yeah, so the Nasty Boys ruined Mick Foley's one-man show. Yeah, well, that's, that's funny. <laughs> uh, not not for Foley, I'm sure that was yeah. a little disappointing for him. But uh, you did say that there was little time to promote the appearance of, of Mick mm-hmm. Foley in a stand-up, his one-man routine, whatever, uh, which allowed us to benefit from it, where it, it it's not a shot towards Mick Foley. It's just fact. We outdrew the wrestling audio panel 
outdrew Mick Foley. Damn right it did. So I'll take that win. I'll take that. <laughs> there may be there may be uh, technicalities attached to it. I don't <laughs> care. I'm taking that victory, damn it. I wish, I, as much as I didn't like, want to work with him, the Nasty Boys crashing our panel could have been fun. I would have been okay with that, too, yeah. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have understood a damn thing they were saying, but yeah, I, uh, nope, I would have would been okay have, with that. Would not have understood anything. So thank you again to everybody who came out for that. Uh, here we got Raw and SmackDown to get to here momentarily. Uh, just a few, not really news stories, but just topics I want to briefly bring up just to, to kind of pick your brain at here, Balls. Ooh. Uh, the first one would be Diva Women's Wrestler Maria. She's She's been around for, you know, a couple different eras in WWE wrestling. Yeah. And she was recently asked on Twitter, what is one thing that she would like to see change in the current modern era of women's wrestling? She Ooh. noted she wanted to bring back the Divas title and said it was misunderstood and people never, quote, got it. Hmm. Now, you may be asking, and the reason I clicked on this article, which I don't think yeah. is getting a lot of traction, because you're just like, oh, somebody wants to bring back the Divas at all, big deal. Uh, I think it's it, what she brings up in this Twitter exchange with this guy, because like, I'll bring back the Divas title, and the guy just, whoever this Twitter user was, responds with like the raised eyebrow emoji. Yeah. Like, huh? With, with, what? Yeah, what? Uh, and she was basically saying that the Divas Championship was never meant to be the championship, that it was supposed to lead into uh, a bigger championship like a Raw or a SmackDown World's Women's Champion, uh, that the Divas Championship was supposed to be a mid-card title that somehow ended up sticking as the only title. Wow. Now, if so, that's true or not, I don't know, but I could see why you would miss that then if that were the case, because unless you're fighting in that main event on Raw or SmackDown and the women's side of things, there's nothing else to fight for. No, that's very... When you phrase it like that, that's that's very interesting. Like, it's the same reason I think they want the women's tag titles to to debut or, or to come around, just so, so there's some other storyline that can happen without you know creative being thoughtful about things she did um, say that she hopes that the women's tag titles are introduced uh, mm-hmm. sooner than later so she she definitely seems to be an advocate for something else for the women and and wwe's done a good job of at least giving them something to do we may not always like the storylines like sasha and bailey and, and some of their back and forth mm-hmm. But at least creative is trying to do something with some of these stars. Yeah. But having a mid-card title, I don't know if a mid-card on both shows works, if we have enough of a women's division for that on both sides, but... Yeah. I don't know. You want to give it a shot, I'm not going to be opposed to that. But you mentioned Maria. There was another exchange earlier, I think it was before I went to Chicago, there was something with Paul Heyman, where someone had asked Paul Heyman a question regarding, you know, minds in the business... And he responded that one of the smartest minds in the pro wrestling business is Maria. And the person was like, what? And he's like, believe it. She is ridiculous when it comes to character and storyline and everything else. So I I would have to take Maria's word that, that, you know, there were plans for the Divas title to do more than what it did. So, wow. Yeah. Who knows? And that could be a fun gimmick for somebody, uh, a heel who maybe was around in the Divas era, to bring that back. 
Yeah. Uh, like who was? I, I don't know. This is a, a pop trivia question for somebody. A, a pop quiz here. Uh, who was the last Divas champion? Was that Nikki? Was that uh, Charlotte? Charlotte. I think it was Charlotte. Yeah. So, so would it be great to see somebody like that? I'm like, I don't know if Charlotte really makes a lot of sense, but have somebody, maybe a Nikki who was the longest reigning Divas champion, kind of bring that back and just kind of gloat that, well, you can't take this away from me. And Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you do that right away. I'm not saying you do that here at Hell in a Cell, but, you know, no, the, women's, far- the women's movement evolution, we're going to go, what, two years deep into that here soon? I think so, something like that, and I think it would be, I think it'd be more interesting for someone like, uh, like, I know she's not here anymore, but someone like an Ava Marie, like who was a straight up diva, like if she just walked around with the divas title, like, like yeah, she's like, this is my belt, like, yeah. almost like the million dollar belt, where you're like, obviously it makes no sense for anyone other than the million dollar man, but. She's a complete diva. Of course she'd have that title. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose they, they kind of mentioned it with the Carmella situation. She obviously was never Divas champion, but uh, you know the, the trash talking that she should have been back with the Divas and her embracing that on a recent SmackDown, that would be interesting for her to try to bring back that belt, even though she herself never carried it. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, and I know some people are like, oh, that would ruin uh, the, the momentum of the women's evolution. I disagree. Uh, I think it's pro wrestling, and anytime you can just get good character or storyline out of anything, you do it. That's what I was going to say. Uh, a good storyline is not going to kill the movement. No, no. I, I, I'm not saying Ronda Rousey or Alexa Bliss <laughs> needs to bust out that Divas title. No, it just... You have a character that makes sense doing it, and the rest of the women can still wrestle if her herself is not doing so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. But uh, speaking of wrestling and abilities and entertainment and all that, even though we get crap because our our year-end, our top 50 wrestlers list hits in November, early December, people say, oh, it's too early. You're not waiting until the end of the year. I don't see people giving the PWI flack. When here in <laughs> September, and hell, we're not even in September right now. We're at the end of August. They've announced their top 500 with number one going to Kenny Omega. Uh, oh, spoilers, guys. Sorry. Oh, spoilers. Sorry. Not, I mean, it's hit the news. It was announced on Jim Ross's podcast. So, I mean, it's out there. Uh, number one, Kenny Omega. It's a good list. I mean, I love the people that are so angry that Roman Reigns... Brock Lesnar and The Miz are included in the PWI top 10. Like, ugh. Like, the Miz is a great heel. Brock Lesnar, I get, but obviously he's there because of the the length of his title reign, not necessarily the four times he defended it in 2018. Well, I think also um, PWI's in a tougher spot. We've been very honest with our list over the last decade mm-hmm. plus that it's not just about wrestler. We may call it the top 50 yeah. wrestlers of 2018. But it's not just in-ring ability. But the PWI, for a long time, did promote that it was about the best in-ring performers. And, you know, they're kind of not transitioning away, but they are including more character foundations in in their uh, their picks now. Like Brock Lesnar, he can wrestle, but he hasn't had to in quite some time. So if you are going purely on in-ring ability and what we were shown 
in the ring over the last year, then Brock shouldn't be top 10. Yeah. But length of reign, buzzworthy factor. People always talking about Brock Lesnar and what he's going to do, what he's not going to do. I mean, like he was in our mouths (laughs) quite often uh, over the last year. So I think he's very well deserving of a top 10 spot, even though in the ring, he's no Kenny Omega. No, not at all. No, but it was uh, it was pointed out that this was the first time in history of this list, of the PWI list, that uh, a WWE star has not been number one uh, in two straight years. Oh, wow. Yeah, normally if, if somebody out of WWE gets the number one spot the next year, it's an, a WWE guy again. And it's not, to my knowledge, not done intentionally, but just the way it's <laughs> always been. Uh, Okada last year number one, Kenny Omega this year. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I'd see it. I absolutely see it because we've been talking about Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks and Omega and and Okada. And these guys have created such a buzz without the promotional machine of World Wrestling Entertainment. That's huge. I mean, these guys are worldwide stars and they're not underneath Vince's hold. While the people underneath Vince, how many five-star matches have we really seen this year? Uh, not not many. At least Maybe. not with the people we should be seeing them from. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, I don't watch 205 Live as much as I should. I'm the first to admit that. But I decided I was going to watch, what, the Callisto and uh, Buddy Murphy one? Yeah. Oh, holy crap, dude. I know. It's good. <laughs> I saw some highlights. I'm like, okay, I'm curious about this. So I watched the whole match, and it was riveting. I, to me, an incredible match that uh, 40 people saw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, really of good, them like, in the Murphy crowd. strength. I got to give him credit. That little dive that Callisto started to do from the apron and how uh-huh. he caught him at a slant and then continued to soup. Oh, so good. Yeah. And I'm not even a Murphy fan. And I'm like, bravo, sir. Bravo. <laughs> bravo. Uh, so uh, there's there are good matches. 205 Live has probably been the home of 99% of the five-star WWE matches this year. but um, NXT. NXT and Seth Rollins. That's really yes. Yep, <laughs> that's it. That's that's our list right there. Uh, and that's you know that's disappointing for WWE that you know AJ and Samoa Joe should be putting on five star matches, but they've been okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, even even Captain Charisma's upset. <laughs> yeah. You want to give any um, thoughts about Christian being disappointing? No, not now she no. gets microphone shy. So anyway, uh, our list, which is much more credible than the PWI 500, is coming up uh, end of November, early December, somewhere. So much more credible. Yeah, so much more credible. I mean, those guys with their publication and blah, blah, blah. Us with our other jobs <laughs> and families. And, yeah, psh, whatever, PWI. All right, so uh, let's move on to the Monday Night Show. Let's have some fun talking Monday Night Raw. They wanted to go out on their own terms, not like this. The highs and lows of Monday night. A magic killer through the table. It's time for your Raw Recap. Six highs, six lows for a three-hour program. Do you want to trade shows? Nope. Oh, come on. Let's just let's just do it for a decade and see how it works out. Uh, no, no, I'm good. I'm good on my show. My My blue brand, I'm good. All right, so I kind of got it. I think the way Raw ended left such a sour taste in my mouth. It made me 
feel that the show was really crappy, but in hindsight, when putting together this list, the show wasn't bad. But the way <laughs> it ended, good God. Man, I thought you were going to swerve, and you were like, makes me feel like the show was really crappy. And you know, right, it was. <laughs> it really was crappy. Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm normally the first to admit when Raw's crappy. Sadly, I'm, I'm, I will admit that every time. But let's start with the highlights. Let's start, uh, start with what did work for Raw this week. Number six, bringing in legends and asking them their picks of uh, the Triple H and Undertaker match at WWE Super Sucky Name. <laughs> I, I did like that. I, I wondered, you know which name stuck out to me after reading the list of people that were interviewed? Hmm. I was like, why is this person? It was Christian. Uh yeah, and like, did he do that from Wizard World Comic Con? <laughs> he might have. Because it was like an empty arena, but it didn't look like an arena where, you know, they were wrestling. No, no. Now I have to go back and watch it. See, if, like. That's scary. No, I was like, oh, Jeff Jarrett's in there? Okay, all right. And then later on, you know, Stone Cold and Diamond Dallas Page. I mean, it's, yeah. I like the interesting picks. I mean, you got Shawn Michaels showing up next week to the, the show to yeah. supposedly talk about it. It was cool. It, it and- adds a bit of weight to a match that otherwise doesn't have a lot going for it. No, it's, it's a really a whole event that no one really cares about. No, I mean, that match is good, uh, but the event itself is questionable. I'm sure I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be yeah. great, but you know, the greatest Royal rumble for instance, ended up being pretty forgettable. It very much was. Yes. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't memorable. So uh WWE super sucky name probably <laughs> won't be memorable either. And no. that is what I'm calling it by from now on. As you should. Yeah. Super sucky name. Super shit, really. That's... Okay. Poor Australia. Let's hope that they put more effort into the card than they do the name. No, it's WWE Blunder Down Under. <laughs> you got me thinking Blunder Down Under. <laughs> Blunder Down Under. Now I want a smoothie. Blender down ender. Number five highlight would be Roman Reigns actually doing a, a funny, good impression of Braun Strowman. Get these hands. <laughs> the way he did that, I just started laughing. I'm like, that was actually pretty good. <laughs> I want him to cut more promos as Braun Strowman because it's actually probably going to be better than his promos. Nice. Number four highlight heel face alignment be damned. Strowman's reasoning for cashing in Money in the Bank at Hell in a Cell is perfectly sound, and I'm actually looking forward to that match. Uh, yeah, I am too. It makes complete sense that he would do it to keep the shield out of his way. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, I'm still expecting some sort of twist here now thanks to what happened later on in the show. Yeah. The bad taste that I was referring to in my mouth. <sighs> yeah. But at least, at least the match itself will be pretty brutal. These guys do have a chemistry together, so uh, even on the microphone, them going back and forth, it was fun. Absolutely. Number three highlight would be the match of Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. <laughs> I mean, this one match got Kevin Owens back on track where months of being buried by Strowman kind of made you wonder how is Owens going to get back on track? But this is it. One match did it. <laughs> did it? <laughs> uh, yes, I, I honestly think so. I mean, wrestling-wise, okay. he went toe-to-toe with, uh, with with Rollins, and actually leads me to the number two highlight, which would be Kevin Owens quitting. I think, a there's, a lot of, I think okay. there's a lot of intrigue with what's going on there because he did the stunner. I mean, Owens does the stunner very sporadically, but he did it, got yeah. a good crowd pop. Yes. And then after the match, Seth Rollins gives that that 
sign of respect. He nods to Kevin Owens. It's like there was a couple teases of Kevin Owens being a face. So if he quits, he could come back as this monster face, depending on how he's booked, what the storyline is. Or we have like a monster heel. I mean, he's already a heel. Yeah. But like there's a sympathy turn coming here where the crowd may start getting behind Kevin Owens just for him to uh, just because it's the theme today. Poop all over us. Yeah. Yeah. He absolutely. And he's the guy who could convincingly poop all over you. Yeah, there's I mean, we should not forget that Constantinople Corbin and Kevin Owens had been getting chummy lately. Yes. And Corbin is the one that, uh, you know, he was getting yelled at on the phone that he needs to fix this and get Kevin Owens back. If Kevin Owens just moves over to SmackDown, then I think it's a lost opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because odds are he's just going to move over with the same character. Mm -hmm. But this this raw twist, either he's going to be a face, which Lord knows it's it's has he ever been a face on the main roster? Uh, I mean, officially. Probably not officially, no. I mean, obviously, we've cheered him, and he's had some great moments with Jericho and Sammy and some of those guys, and, I mean, Cena. But I think he's always really been portrayed as a heel on that on that side of things. And so him as a face is interesting. The crowd could get really behind him. It may not work. Who knows? But yeah. you know, let's say that he starts getting our favor a little bit, and the crowd starts <laughs> warming up to him just to find out that, like, Corbin hands him the money in the bank contract. No, because we saw we saw Strowman hand it over, but yeah. he didn't technically cash it in, I guess. No. So what better way to bring Kevin Owens back into the fold and then uh, then have Baron Corbin award that to him, which then pisses off Roman, pisses off Braun Strowman and yeah, might be able to get us out of that feud for the time being. And what Strowman then still gets his match at Hell in a Cell because it's a made match just doesn't mean he used the money in the bank to quite get that match. No, exactly. He gets the match. Hell, you could see Owens cashing in at the end of Hell in a Cell. Maybe after yeah. Roman barely survives, maybe Strowman does yeah. win it and then 2 minutes later loses. I don't know, but you know, that would be a great heel thing. Gets Kevin Owens definitely back on track. Absolutely. Um and and who knows, maybe this Braun Strowman heel turn is uh, is very temporary. That would be cool. Although we still have that match, the Shield versus Braun and and the others at at WWE Super Sucky Name. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, but there's there's potential. They could either go mega heel with Kevin Owens here, or he's a face, and we haven't seen that. So uh, I I like normally I don't like quitting storylines, but he's pulling it off so far. Yeah. And the number one uh, highlight, uh, it. it I'll start with the quote, but the whole segment was a highlight. I don't date 60-year-olds. <laughs> the Elias Trish Stratus back and forth, unexpected and stellar. <laughs> I don't date 60-year-olds. It's just so great back and forth. Oh, nice of you to take a break from changing diapers to, uh, you know, it's just like the yeah. back and forth, her making fun of his uh, kimono and just... <laughs> It was great back and forth. And I know, I see what this is. I see what it is. Much like thousands of other women, you just want to walk with Elias. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I don't date 60-year-olds. And then, then she slaps him and just, she held her own. And, and that's, I wish there was more segments between the men and the women who don't necessarily have obvious connections. Yeah, Like Alana and Rusev. 
and just let them just go. I think some of these women could really benefit being able to go verbally toe-to-toe with some of these male stars. No, I agree with that. That would be awesome. I mean, I think it kind of helped Elias out a little bit, gave him at least one week of doing something different. (laughs) Uh, You know, that's never a bad thing. Trish comes back, and that's not exactly how we expected her to come back. No, not to promote evolution. We assumed she'd come back and do something, but not that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she still did that something else, but... Yeah. (laughs) But but this moment, like, whoa, Trish is coming out to interrupt Elias. This... Where's this going? And that's and that's cool. That's truly unexpected. Much like you know, you you had an interesting way to kick off SmackDown. I don't know if WWE is just I feeling did. saucy right now, but I like these little surprises. No, the surprises are good. Yeah, so those we'll, are, those, we'll, those we'll get to yours, favorite. I'm sure, in a bit. Low lights yes. for Monday Night Raw this week uh, would be the logic of pro wrestling. <laughs> so Alexa Bliss has two friends in Alicia Fox and Mickey James again. Uh, So, because she has two friends, after Natalia gets her singles win, she has to celebrate in the ring with Ronda, and then her new friend, or old friend, Trish Stratus, who really has no distinct connection to this victory after the singles (laughs) match. But now, I'm sure they're all best friends. They are all best friends now. Yeah. I mean, I know Trish and Natalia work together. I get that, but I've never known them to be that close. No, I, I would have to even go back and go, how much time did they actually overlap? Yeah, well, that could be a legit it question, too. I mean, I get it. We're, we're building like up to this match and the sides of the teams. I, I get it. I do. But that's the pro wrestling logic that we're just so beaten down and so used to it. That's really, you know, I, I don't know if she's not uh, competing right now. If she's injured. But Nia almost makes more sense with Ronda and Natalia than Trish does. But yes, oh, Trish yeah. is wrestling. Alexa, it's. Yeah. Wrestling logic. Mm-hmm. Number five low light, <laughs> being that one guy on the internet who apparently is not excited for the revival in the tag title scene. <laughs> oh, I really hope the B team drops the titles. The revival needs this. The revival's been so- on such a roll lately. I'm like, yeah, they're better, but I don't know. I just, I still can't get that invested in them on the main roster. That would go hard all day on that. Is yes. that Crocodile uh, Dundee? I, I like it. was. It was Crocodile Dundee. You call doing that a knife? Ro- this is a knife, mate. <laughs> it was Crocodile Dundee doing the revivals. Okay. Song. Uh, um, yeah, good old Paul Hogan. <laughs> Why do I know his name? Yes. I don't know. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I know it too now that you say it. I was like, oh, yeah, crap, that is his name. <laughs> Which then gets me thinking about it, Paul London. Oh, see, it made me think of Hulk Hogan and his weird NWO news. Um, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which we didn't really talk about, but because there's also not really anything to talk about. <laughs> no, because it's just weird. Um, I like the revival in NXT. So I I do. I would like to see them do something good on Raw. But Raw is a different animal. And the B team is entertaining as much as that hurts me to say. They're doing a good job in their roles. We know it's temporary. <laughs> the B team is not going to be a team that is still around in four years. What? I know. I know. Uh, I don't think they're going to be joining any five-timers club. <laughs> but maybe they don't need to. Maybe they're the five-years-er club. Yeah, five-years-y club. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But 
<laughs> I, I suppose we should be more, I should be more excited about the revival being in this title picture, but just to me, it just seems like a flavor of the week that, well, the other teams are injured right now, uh, and we don't know how to get authors of pain over, so it's your turn. That is 100% true. If If the fashion police were healthy and the authors of pain were relevant, yeah, totally different totally different outlook on tag teams right now yeah i think the revival would be further back in line if you know injuries weren't a thing but that but they are so the revival has a chance to make the best of it and that's that's not necessarily a bad thing you know if they win the tag titles here next week on raw or whenever and, and they have a good run i'd be more than happy to be like hey i was wrong to not be more excited for them ahead of time yeah you know, you know, in this case, it's good to be wrong sometimes. I'm okay with that if this happens. Uh, <laughs> number okay four, speaking of, of tag teams and, and, and wrestling on Raw, number four would be the Bella Twins wrestling on Raw next week. Oh, yeah. Wait, but isn't Brie on SmackDown? Hey, or, that's on my list. <laughs> or, or is she only there because of the hubby? But then, if she is on a different show, god damn you, WWE, you're trying to get Daniel Bryan to re-sign by moving his wife to the other show? Right? That, like, where's any of this logic? I mean, yeah, it's the Bella Twins, they can do what they want. I get it, that's fine, it's whatever. But that's just, okay, is she wrestling on both shows? <laughs> I just want answers. <laughs> I think I'm uh, entitled to answers, damn it. I think you are entitled to answers. You should probably tweet her. Yeah, I'd be like, this question is for Brie. Brie, what the crap, yo? <laughs> and then she'd be like, yeah, I know, I'm on both shows right now. <laughs> it's just, it's odd. Like, it's just, hey, Mo. I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, number three, low light, Roman and Braun, as I said, had that fun exchange back and forth. And then Dolph Ziggler comes out and absolutely kills the, the mood. Yeah, the mood killer, Dolph Ziggler. Which would be great if that was a gimmick. And Dolph's been pretty good with his promos lately. Overall, he's had a good passion, good focus. Uh, yeah. This week, I have no idea what the crap he was talking about. <laughs> None. And Drew, Drew's talking. Drew's Drew was stronger than Dolph was, but even Drew just, they just kind of seemed thrown out there. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, this is really fun. Braun and Roman. All right, let's do this. Uh, and then that stupid scratch sound effect. Yeah, I don't. I still don't like. I know I'm not the only one to complain about the scratch sound effect. It's just bad. Just seems like lazy, <laughs> lazy audio editing. That's what it feels like to me. Number two, low light having to be the Raw announced team during the Lashley versus the Ascension match. Ooh, poor guys had to try to sell the Ascension as actual threats to Lashley. <laughs> I'm like all three of them. Oh, I don't know if Lashley can overcome these odds. It's the Ascension. <laughs> I mean, the B team got to defend against them in that first week <laughs> and the B team if the announcers can't take them seriously but they can beat the Ascension there's no I, I don't care it's Lashley <laughs> Lashley's gonna beat the Ascension there's no I don't care <laughs> yeah I, I felt bad for the announcers actually that they actually had to build that up and I don't have Baron Corbin as GM on this low light list but that could support such a an inclusion <laughs> like oh I just made a monumental main event which was very expected and a main event that any other GM would have put together too <laughs> yes 
And then yes, he, he then he corrected the match in the middle of the match. You know, after losing to Finn Balor, he changed the rules. Okay, typical heel thing. Okay, fine. And yeah. Then, and then the, uh, it's just enough with Baron Corbin. Kurt Angle, come back. <laughs> Beat his ass. Kurt Angle, come back. Beat his ass and then refuse. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, beat his ass and then refuse to be the GM again. Just be a part-time wrestler, and then we just get a new GM in there. Yeah, and it's like I don't normally mind heel GMs, but Baron Corbin is so heel GM, it's just almost grown worthy. It's because Baron Corbin is grown worthy. <laughs> That's very true. And speaking <laughs> of heels, the number one low light from Monday Night Raw, in my humbled opinion, <sighs> Braun Strowman heel turn are you sure it was a heel turn well he's partnering with heels and he got booed at the end of the show so some people a lot of people took it as a heel turn uh i mean i'm hoping it's if it even if it is a heel turn that it's temporary just to fill the next few weeks or months of tv um yeah i think looking at the big picture jim ross maybe jim ross may be a fortune teller so Jim Ooh. Ross around WrestleMania this year, a little bit after, gave an interview, I think mm-hmm. it was on his podcast, that he was talking about next year's WrestleMania should be Roman versus Strowman for the Universal Championship. And he says, you know what, start it with Strowman as a heel and Roman as the, the booked face. And then halfway through the feud, have them switch. But the whole time, Strowman is unable to capture that belt, and so you finally have that moment. Strowman as this monster face, the number one face in the company, probably, taking down a cocky, unbeatable Roman Reigns at next year's WrestleMania. And I'm like, I'm looking at what happened on Raw this week and what <laughs> may happen at Hell in a Cell. I'm like, Jim Ross may be onto something. <laughs> Jim Ross, maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Because I could see that, you know, there's there's still going to be a lot of support for Strowman, even as a heel or an anti-face anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it was out of character for Braun Strowman to, to want help with the beatdown. Because Braun Strowman's all yeah. about doing things himself. He didn't even want a tag partner for the tag belt. Yes. So for him to, you know, embrace Dolph and Drew helping him beat down Roman, that's out of character. So hence why I do think WWE tried a heel turn. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you're right. And there's going to be some crowds that do boo him. There's going to be a lot of fans like us that continue to cheer him. But I do wonder if we're going to get a double switch, not this month, not in September, but maybe in the road to WrestleMania. I wonder if Roman does, you know, you and I know from working with stars <laughs> on stage at the Comic Cons, they don't believe in heel and face alignments. No, not at all. They just have characters. Shades of gray, as they like to call it. So Roman's character probably won't change much. He won't be officially a heel. They will just play up that cocky aspect of his character. Yeah, absolutely. And then Strowman, just people want to cheer this guy. People like Strowman. He's seemingly, the the guy behind the character, seems like a really good guy. Yeah. So uh, I wonder if we're getting that. Uh, uh, But again, as we said earlier, I also wonder if Kevin Owens somehow gets a hold of this money in the bank thanks to Constantinople and uh, (laughs) becomes our new universal champion. So that feud gets distracted for a little bit. It could. I don't know. That'd be very interesting. Yeah. WWE's got potential. Will they squander this potential? Probably. Most likely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because that's what they've done a lot this year. 
but I still hold out hope anyway. Three out of six lightning bolts. It was it was an okay show. Not as bad as I thought, but that ending just really pissed me and so many others off. <laughs> it's not one of those uh, good heel turns. We're like, ah, yes, finally. No, it's like, really? Him? <laughs> it's like, I was talking to a co-worker the other day, and we'll get to SmackDown after this, but it's like, can you imagine in the Attitude Era if WWE would have done that? <laughs> it's like the rock and stone cold were both allowed to be faces at the same time yes and probably they both wanted that top spot and then you got undertaker and triple h and folia and others coming in and out that all want that spot too they all forced each other to try harder to be better yeah and now WWE is so protecting of certain stars. And, and, you know, we pick on Roman Reigns, but let's be honest, Charlotte on your show. Yes, very much so, my so. Where, where Becky is supposed to be a heel. She's talking like a heel, but she is the most relatable heel we've had in a while. <laughs> Everything she yes, says, we're she like, is. yeah, I feel bad for you. You should be the good guy. You should be the stone cold of the women's division. She, yeah. And Charlotte should be the bitchy, cocky heel in this case, but WWE is so hell-bent right now on Charlotte being that face and Roman being the top face in, on his show that instead of just... I mean, can you imagine Braun and Roman fighting to be that top spot? And I'm not talking literally fighting. I'm just yeah. saying behind the scenes, character-wise, trying to continue to evolve. Uh, that would be so much fun to see these guys continually try to one-up each other. It would be, and that's kind of what you expect. It's the whole top-this mentality. You're like, yeah, oh, I yeah, mean, that was great. Top this. Like, if if Seth wasn't in the shield, I wonder what they'd be doing to him right now. Yeah. How they would be holding him back. Well, he's in the shield. It's fine. <laughs> you are our, our saviors yeah. for, the, for the future. I'm like, if Daniel Bryan was on Raw, would they be trying to squander his popularity too? Most likely, yes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's just, it's sad. It disappoints me. But anyway, let's move it over to your show. It is your SmackDown recap. Talking the good and the bad of the blue brand. No, we don't have a world title, so we're going to call a universal title, a galaxy title. These guys are going to be the Milky Way Tag Team Champions. <laughs> it's your SmackDown Recap. Four and a half highs, four and a half lows for the two-hour Tuesday program. Uh, highlight four and a half. Uh, the club made it on TV. That's right. Which not, which club? The hair club for men, or uh, no? It's just two guys that would could use the hair club for men. They're both bald, uh, but beautiful. Yeah, bald but beautiful. Uh, sometimes pal around with AJ Styles or Finn Balor, depending on what show they're on. Okay. Um, but when you talk about squandering opportunities, they have not united them with either one of those two men, squandering what would be a natural natural faction. Um, You'd think that maybe AJ Styles would run to them when Samoa Joe is talking about, like, showing up at his family's house. But, eh, whatever. Um, <laughs> but no matter what, the club made it on TV in a tag match. Did they win? Nope. But damned if they didn't make it on TV. Better than nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. Highlight number four, Rusev and Aiden English back on the same page. What this truly means is, I have no idea what this the whole point of the storyline was. <laughs> it was now, to fill time. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, we, I remember I talked about it at least a few times over the last couple months that, you know, not everything has to have a big ending. 
yeah. a big finale. Sometimes it's just good to keep people on TV. No, yeah, that's right. I mean, you're absolutely correct about that. So it's we have like every time a tag team has tension, we're so used to them breaking up and feuding. You know, yeah. Sasha and Bailey did the same thing that they had a they had disputes and fights for a while, but now they're back on the same page. They are back on the same page. So you had Rusev and Aiden English who were not getting along. English was costing everybody matches, but now since he got them in the number one contender for the tag title. Triple threat match, I guess is what you call it. Their uh, Rusev Day is back on the same page, so that's fun. I loved them way more on the same page than I did when they were not. So that'll be good for SmackDown, I think. Sure, sure. No, I agree with that. Yeah, it's. Do you, do you think that they have a chance in this little tag run or no? Ah, uh, I mean, they're competing against the Usos and Sanity, so maybe. I would like to see Rusev Day against the Bar to crown number one contenders. I think that could be fun. I think, it, like, a lot of people are expecting the Usos to win this, and there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, of course. No. But it's almost expected. And, and even then, if the Usos win, it's Usos on New Day again. Yeah, and that's... And if it's the bar, then we're just reliving, you know, their, their last uh, Raw feud before New Day moved over to SmackDown. Exactly. I know New Day so, was still around a couple months after losing the belts, but they did nothing in that time. They yeah. tried feuding with Titus Worldwide. Yes, they did. Uh, so it's like, I mean, maybe it's time for that again. Maybe it's time to revisit. But I don't know. It just it, To me, this is an opportunity that the Usos lose. Uh, yeah. And, and who is the other team in that match? Um, it's Rusev Day, the Usos, and Sanity. Oh, Sanity. That's right. Um, yeah. I don't know. Sanity even loses dark matches. I know, right? So, who knows? <laughs> I'm like, I would, I would at least move Rusev Day to the next round. So even if you are going with the bar, maybe just surprise us with somebody different. Exactly. That would be fun. Uh, highlight number three, Samoa Joe's promos. I love them every week. And this week, he called AJ Styles' wife. On the phone, which is realistic because AJ Styles and Joe are friends. They go way back. It's, it would make sense that Joe has uh, AJ Styles' wife's phone number. And he's like, hey, girl, I'm, I'm sending your husband home. <laughs> are, are, so suave and nonchalant. He did. The, my God, the best line of it is, are we still on for that back-to-school barbecue? I'm like... <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I could totally see him being invited to a family barbecue, you know, before the fighting happened. Or, you know, he's still invited to the barbecue. Sure, sure. Because it's not real. But What? I know. How dare you, sir? Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, But, God, when he said that and then AJ Styles got all pissed. Oh, God, I love that so much. Yeah, we got we got those guys going at it at Hell in a Cell again. Yeah. Do we get our hopes up that Joe finally wins that belt, or should we just start planning AJ's next feud already? <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. I, I do feel like if Joe wins, I think it needs to be at Hell in a Cell. That should put Styles past anyone else that he's trying to bake the title reign of. And it also... <clears throat> excuse me. I don't actually remember where I was going with that. I have nothing. Yeah, I had I had a thought for a second. But it was about boobies. And so... it, it, it was. It was like, ooh. Uh, 
No, crap. Yeah, no, I, mean, I, had, I had like. I mean, AJ, AJ could probably. I mean, he's the top guy. He doesn't want to break, yeah. but he could probably use a week or two off to, uh, yeah. you know, rest up before we start diving into, uh, you know, the the busy season again. Yeah. Uh, Joe winning it would be great, but you know, who does who does Joe? I mean, obviously you'd probably get an AJ rematch. You know, you'd keep that going oh. at least for another month. Sorry, th- this was the point I was I was trying to make was Joe hasn't won any of these matches. He's had big matches against Roman where Joe has talked a lot of crap and then Roman won. Brock Lesnar talked a lot of crap or Joe talked a lot of crap against Lesnar. Lesnar won. Now Joe is continuing to talk a lot of crap to AJ Styles. AJ Styles still wins. So Joe needs a win at some point to remain a credible threat to these people. Oh, I agree with that. I mean, we've we've definitely cried out for help for Joe for for quite some time. That the guy is so good, uh, the guy is great on the mic, a great antagonist, knows how to rile up a crowd, knows how to entertain us, you know, us jackasses uh, that mm-hmm. talk about wrestling all the time. So he's great. He, he is great. But at one at what point do we stop taking him seriously in the main event scene when he can't get the job done? So, exactly. Yeah. So I, 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 I don't want it. It's, it's sad. I don't want AJ to lose the belt. No, I know, but I would like to see Joe get that opportunity. Finally. Absolutely. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. And, and if AJ retains, I'm not going to be disappointed because it's still AJ styles, but <laughs> yeah, it's, now, hmm. the number two, on the PWI top 500 list is AJ Styles. Whoa. Spoilers. Spoilers, I know. <laughs> La-di-da. Uh, and the number two on my list for this SmackDown Whoa, is the return of King Booker. Well, yeah. King, King Booker shows up. Apparently, whenever you say five time, it's like saying <laughs> Candyman in a mirror. And King Booker just appears to bequeath you with royal names like Kofi the Brave. <laughs> and Big and E. Big e. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, see, I, I wasn't watching SmackDown live. And uh, so when I when I was checking my feed, I see this video of King Booker. I'm like, what? I immediately <laughs> stop everything I'm doing so, to watch this. It's just, I, I just love he gets so into the character. I like that they, yes. they brought the music back. So it wasn't mm-hmm. just na 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 usual music. Yeah. Um, so they, they brought back the old music, and he's just, yes, 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 it's me. Yeah. It's like he just yeah. gets into the character so much. Uh, I was a little disappointed he did not have more fun with his name, though. Yeah, yeah. It's me, not- King Booker. And it's like, no, yeah. no, no. It's supposed to be Booker. You know, it's supposed Booker. to. You're supposed yes. to exaggerate the ah, but he didn't. <laughs> Uh, no, but I loved it. And then the, all the spinneroonies afterwards, and then Big E couldn't do it, so Kofi and Xavier spun him. Yeah, and like that's that's the New Day stuff I miss right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and I don't know if it's just you know if, if they just ran out of ideas for a while or or whatever. But I like this idea. If anybody becomes a five time champion, King Booker needs to come back now. <laughs> anytime, anytime. Yeah. Like he needs to have like, I'm sorry, I missed it originally. Uh, ceremonies with Charlotte Flair and and the Miz <laughs> and his many IC belts. You know he needs to go back and and, and make amends. <laughs> he needs to just they need to just Photoshop him into stuff, and he'd be like, whenever someone hits five championships, King Booker is there. And it's like, 
there's like footage of people waiting. He's just in the crowd. Yeah, oh, God, that'd see, be funny. I'd love that. So, so we need we need Corey Graves to what do play by play on one more show, and then he could be doing play by play on five shows. So Booker yes. T can come out and <laughs> five time announcer. <laughs> Corey and they feuded for a while allegedly, so that'd be so fun too. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one highlight for SmackDown Live: badass Becky Lynch. I loved that she attacked after the title match between uh, Carmella and Charlotte. She t- attacked from behind, knocked her down, beat her up, and then called her a bitch. <laughs> Said, I'm taking my belt back. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, damn. Becky just dropped the B word on TV. This is great. Which, again, is supposed to be presented as a heel, but... yes. We, the crowd was so into it. <laughs> it's like, I really hope a double turn he- comes here too. Uh, let yeah. Charlotte be that bad guy. It's, I, I, I don't know. I, do you go to, to other professional wrestling, professional, professional wrestling sites? <laughs> uh, only to read news sometimes. Yes. Because every once in a while, I like to read their commentary or, or to listen to it just to kind of get their thoughts. And you and I are among the, when it comes to long-standing, you know, uh, truth speakers uh, on the <laughs> web, yeah, we're among the minority that wants Becky to be the face in this feud. Like, oh, this is the best thing to happen uh, happen to Becky in a while. Uh, give it time; you're gonna see that this was a great move. And I think every single one of them is missing the point of why people want her to be the face. Yeah, that's the problem. It's not that we don't want her doing this character. It's just the fact that everything she says, we feel bad for her. Everything yep. she says is true. Yeah. So, like, yeah, Charlotte is a heel might be a little stale, but Becky is so on fire right now that I think it would work. It's, oh, I'll just give it time. This Becky heel turn is going to be huge. It's, it's, it's not the idea uh, of <laughs> what she's saying. It's, you know, it's what, what no, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. So. No, I agree with you. Uh, low lights for this week's SmackDown. Low light number four and a half. Our truth in general. Well, I could say Ty Dillinger. Nice. I could say Ty Dillinger just for you know having to hang around with our truth and trying to stop him from doing dumb things. But our truth coming in and continuing to like challenge Carmella for Evolution. Although the the poster I saw to promote Evolution with R-Truth's face superimposed on it was funny. But maybe I I just can't seem to find R-Truth funny. Like, I don't, SmackDown doesn't need this at all, I don't think. Yeah, it's, again, they're doing something with him. It's, he's a, he's a good solid overall entertainer. I mean, he's not going to be a main eventer ever again. What? Yeah, I know. Uh, spoilers. Um, <laughs> spoilers. But, but there's a value. There's an entertainment to him that, that he can add to the right match. He can add to the right feud. Is this the right feud? Probably not, but <laughs> so I'm glad that they're using him to some extent. They also, you know, probably realize I would assume he's nearing the end of his contract somewhere. You know, the last half of it at the, at the <laughs> least. So get some use out of him so. before he goes back to um, wherever he's going back to. 
<laughs> joining uh, Real One on the rap circuit. I don't know. Oh, the uh, the amazing tour of Kate Quick and Real One. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Uh, it's just uh, I I don't know where they're going with this. If this is actually going to lead to like Carmella kicking his ass at some point, <laughs> but but at least they're doing something with them. And there's got to always be a Santino like character. So it's just does there it's do, does there uh, does there really uh, in WWE? Apparently yes. Oh okay. <laughs> in my yeah. opinion, no. But in theirs, yes. <laughs> uh, number four, low light. The Colognes showing back up. And taking a spot in a triple threat from any other tag team. I don't know. Continuing my list of people that I'm not sure why they're still employed, it's the Colognes. I just don't get it. I don't know. It's. <laughs> I get what WWE was trying to do on this one. I was like, oh, surprise. You never know what you're going to miss. Welcome back. These guys yeah. uh, you know, are, 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 are good wrestlers, they're good athletes. Yeah. But they came back to no fanfare. I don't know how they're going to recover from no fanfare into next week's <laughs> no fanfare. It's just... Exactly. should have repackaged. They should have given a promo or a vignette. Something to at least give us a reason to care upon their return. And, and maybe they like, still got something up their sleeves, but probably not. Like they come back on a plane from some sort of vacation that they bought them off of themselves. And then they never talk about their travel, like whatever gimmick that was when they were like trying to sell people timeshares. Or they just lost track of time, didn't even realize they were gone for 10 months. <laughs> That'd be funny. We were on the beach. And then our truth would be like, hey guys, I was gone for 10 months too. <laughs> no, you weren't, our truth. You were here. You were just not, <laughs> You're here not the whole wrestling. Time. <laughs> Uh, Lola number three, the announcement for Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, Hell in a Cell. Uh, has this feud made it that far? Do, does it need a Hell in a Cell? We need to tease Jeff Hardy jumping off of it. That's a thing, 100%. But That's it. They just want that moment. They just want that highlight, uh, which I'm already seeing people predict that Jeff Hardy goes to jump off the top and do a swanton and, or, or, or something RKO. and Randy Orton turns it into an RKO. Best RKO ever! Well, yeah. No. I'm trying to figure out how you would even do that at this point. So you jump off. He just off, keeps flipping in the forwards. air. Like, is he doing a swanton? He just keeps going, whoa, whoa, <laughs> you know. He just keeps swanning as he's jumping off the top of the cell. That's somersault swanton pretty much yeah i guess i don't i don't know i don't know if you're like oh jeff's jumping off the top and randy orton's gonna reverse into rko with holy shit man God. no i probably would crap myself at that point because he probably killed jeff hardy like i'm like yeah that's what I was that's actually my first thought when i when, when i saw this announced i'm like are they writing him off of tv <laughs> Is, is he recovering from something I'm not aware of right now? Has he got a movie or, or music project? Yeah, I don't know. That's my, my first thought was literally, is Jeff Hardy off of TV for a while? Because <laughs> uh, Randy God. Orton ain't going to do any crazy stuff. No, no. Yeah. I, like, and, is the feud there yet? Probably not. Especially when that feud's in a hell in a cell and uh, AJ and Joe won't be. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Unless something massive happens at this family barbecue on Tuesday. 
who the hell has a back to school family barbecue on Tuesday? That doesn't make any damn sense either. <laughs> that should have been my low light. That should have been, yes. Uh, just damn cancel it. the rest of your list. Ah, what kind of family are you guys run in there, Wendy? Jeez. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he is a deadbeat dad if AJ allows that to happen. Right? Shouldn't you be, like, doing homework or something? <laughs> They're going to be like, well, that's when AJ's home from the road. No, it's not. SmackDown is taped live on Tuesdays. Yeah, why would you plan, not just for a Tuesday night with your kids, Yeah. but then why would you plan, unless you purposely don't want AJ there. Yeah, you, you don't even want to watch his live television show. Yeah, that's... Well, there's this is a whole new twist to this storyline that we just discovered. I know. <sighs> Wendy is going to turn on AJ and help Samoa Joe out. Oh my God! Yeah. What? I told you, Samoa Joe. This whole I, I, I'm your poppy. I'm like I told you, that's it's happening. And then Claire Lynch is going to come back. Thank God. About time. <laughs> it's about about time. The kid's going to be like three or so at this point, even though she admitted she wasn't having a kid. Well, yeah, geez, that's a TNA storyline, kids. That's a TNA storyline with Daniels and Kazarian paid a woman to fake getting pregnant by AJ Styles. And then Dixie yeah. Carter was involved somehow. Yeah, it was a mess. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah she, she was. Yeah, she was. She was trying to help AJ through it. Yeah, I bet. Or something. And then, I, yeah, and then, then he was trying to get through it. Oh. I'm talking about her vagina. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. I'll never get tired of that joke when I have to spell it out for people. I love that so much. Uh, low light number two. Brie Bella being on both shows again. What is happening? I don't understand. Brie, Brie is owes us answers. She said does. said that earlier. I'll say it again. Brie, you owe us answers. Right? Brie, if you're listening, thank you. Uh, how, also, do you, how, how do you get to to that spot where you could yeah. just bounce shows like that? Uh, because I'm sure other stars would like to do that, too. Mostly oh. Raw appearing on SmackDown. <laughs> More importantly, how, how do you go from no shows to both shows? I'm like, is she a free agent? She's apparently a free agent. I mean, that would make a little bit of sense. I and mean, we've done the free agent storyline before. And to me, yeah. it should continue doing it. If you got these stars that could be on any show or you don't know what to do with them, then stretch that out for a little bit. Oh, John Cena's a free agent, so really it's just anyone who appears on Total Bellas. Yeah. John Laurinaitis, where are you, buddy? <laughs> He's a free agent. Amazing. I mean, people power. Could be on any show. Good. 205 Live. Good call. Good call. People power could come to NXT. Ooh. Oh, man, that'd piss off so many people. I <laughs> want it to happen. It. I do. <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> You're going to defend against Johnny Gargano. Again. And again. <laughs> it's funny how uh, uh, John Laurinaitis, over the years, uh, our impression has gone from like a transvestite <laughs> stone cold yes. into just a lazy Donald Trump. It is. It's so much a lazy Donald Trump now. <laughs> but at least our character, our John Laurinaitis, has evolved more than John Cena's character has. <laughs> Hustle, loyalty, and respect. <laughs> I appreciate all the love and respect. <laughs> oh, God. Low light number one. Where did all these damn couples come from? Yeah. Get a room. We went from having, like, 
one or two on SmackDown to basically like if you're a couple in WWE, you're now on the SmackDown brand. That's just how that works. We, we have Miz we and got, Maurice. We, we got we got bromances on Raw. Oh, good. We don't really have couples. I'm trying to think of a couple. Oh, yeah. Uh, the only one you might have is Mike and Maria Kanellis, but I don't think she's back yet. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I completely forgot they're even on Raw. So <laughs> they won't be. They'll return to SmackDown. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's just what I assumed. Yeah. Ah. Uh, um. Yeah, because we have Miz and Maurice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Bree. Rusev and Lana. Rusev and Lana. Andrade and Zelina Vega. Are they? Are they so actual? Are they a couple? Are they just? I've I've read that they are. Behind the scenes, I don't think they they're a couple on TV. Yeah, yeah. But then we also got Naomi and yeah. whatever Uso she wants to bang that day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that <could>. Yes. <laughs> I was gonna guess and go with Jay, but I don't know that that's true. She she has whoever she wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I just it seems like every storyline has to do with the couples and I get it. It a lot of it seems to be building towards evolution, which is important, but but I don't know. I, I just don't think we need to do all these couple storylines at once right well, now. I think but. you need to make up your damn mind because you're complaining about how uh, the the women's division on SmackDown is pretty stale lately. And then now that you finally get something to do with the women and it's wrong. You damn hypocrite. Um, You're not wrong, but I, I wanted something to do with the women in the division, not the women being attached to the men in another division. Oh, OK. I see how it is. All right. Yeah. 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 You yeah. think uh, yeah, women are too good for men? Is that what you? Is that what you think? <laughs> yes. Most of the time. Yeah. Huh. Okay. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, overall, SmackDown, I gave it a four out of six. Lightning Bolt. It was a fun show. Still trying to think of couples. I mean, I suppose I got Bray Wyatt and JoJo. You do have Bray Wyatt and JoJo. Or Bray Wyatt and a goat. <laughs> That's yes. possible. Otherwise, bromances like Heyman and Lesnar, The Shield, yeah. Drew and Dolph. Um, any tag team, really. Any tag team, yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens and uh, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin mm-hmm. and his hand. <laughs> hmm. I'm trying to think yeah. of any couple. <laughs> There's got to be one. <laughs> there has to be one. Uh, um, Dean Ambrose and Renee Young. Except for they don't play it up on TV. I mean, they, they don't hide it anymore, but they don't play it up. No. But even then, they're not really escorting each other out. You know, Dean's no. not standing by when she's doing an interview in the back. No, no. That would be, be kind of awesome, though. Yeah. That would be kind of fun that he's just there to kind of make sure people are, are staying in line. That'd yeah. be a good heel Dean Ambrose thing to do. If she's uh, interviewing a face male star, he's there to make sure that uh, they're not flirting with her. Yep. Kind of controlling. Yeah. I'm sure it'd actually be kind of sad. A lot of fans would be uh, okay with that storyline, a possessive male uh, yeah. holding down a good female. Uh, but you'd be worried about all of the, you know, like a woman holding a divas title. Yeah, exactly. How that would ruin progress. <laughs> you know, I think I'm going to lose sleep tonight as I continue trying to think about couples on Raw. <laughs> Thanks a lot sure. for that, by the way. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, I mean, we might get Apollo and Dana Brooke here soon. Yeah. I, okay. I, I guess. I, I, I guess. Uh, Son of a bitch. 
<laughs> I'm going to keep thinking about it. There's got to be one. If you can think of uh, a, a couple on Raw, that's actually a couple who are that on Raw, on TV, not like, that like Maria. That, say that isn't Stephanie and Triple H. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I guess we got one. Yeah, uh, that that might be, I might have to, uh, <laughs> I might have to rest on that. That's all I got, man. That's just all so, I just got. So, just so you get some sleep, you can take that one. Yeah, I'm gonna still. Th- I, I, I'm not gonna get sleep. I'm done. <laughs> it's. It's. It, I'm still. I'm still thinking about it. If you have any thoughts on anything we talk about at wrestlingaudio.com, hopefully in the next few weeks here things start slowing down so we can start getting a bit more consistent with our shows. But Dangerous Dave did give us his review of SummerSlam, and that's exclusive to our Patreon. So if you want to help support this small podcast, if you want to help us become bigger and better than the PWI Top 500 list, let us know. Patreon.com slash Wrestling Audio. Balls, I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Still not enough for you? Why? Because you're selfish. You're selfish. Download the all-new Wrestling Audio app from Google Play. To hear exclusive shows. Attacking his former tag team partner.